You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Sports Radio 610, welcome in. It's the final hour of the program this morning. Are the guys back tomorrow, by the way, Payne and Pendergast? I hope so. Know this? I hope so, because I ain't going to be here. <laughs> I know. So they, they haven't better, told us to be here. So. They, they better be. All right. I, I figured, uh, you know, they were doing some early packing, getting ready for their uh, spring training trip. Because as you know, as was announced last week, Payne and Pendergast, uh, starting next week, I believe Monday. Is that correct, B. Scott? I believe so. That they will is, be. Yeah, that is correct. Yes, they will be broadcasting Monday. from Astros spring training all week long. You talk about wall to wall Astro coverage. We're going to have it for. You. I believe Adam Spillane is going to be down there as yes, well, he is. covering. Yes, he is writing, doing daily reports. So really looking forward to all of the coverage that uh, we're going to be bringing you here on Sports Radio six ten. Make sure you keep it. Locked in and dialed here. Uh, you can hit us up, be a part of the program, 713-572-4610, You can hit us up on the trailer, wheel, and frame text line. Many of you have this morning, and we appreciate it. Um, I saw this last night, talking about, you know, Payne and Pendergast, whether or not they're going to come back. I don't know what Sean was doing, but the story that I'd found about Tillman Fertitta being down for the Mardi Gras festivities, in the description of the story, what was taking place, it was like, from NBC's Sean Pendergast. And I was like, NBC's Sean Pendergast. I'm like, hmm, is he working for uh, KPRC Local 2 now? Like, an NBC station? I don't know what he's doing. Like, was, And then it was Frank Billingsley, the weather guy, yeah. interviewing Tillman Fertitta. So whoever wrote this, like, you could tell pretty easily right off the bat in the first paragraph, they had no idea who who this person was or who anybody but it was is Pendergast that, that tweeted it out. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so I see what's, what's happening there. Yeah. Pendergast had the tweet of, I guess he'd taken video of Frank Billingsley on local Two interviewing Tillman Fertitta. So wait, where, but where did you find the link then? Cause this is a media literacy thing of people not knowing their local media personalities. <laughs> that's that's uh, what's going on here. Cause if you write the link that in the story's just a Pendergast Twitter, because I don't remember how I stumbled upon the story. Okay. I really don't. You could probably just Google like Tillman Fertitta, pray for Victor, yeah. and it'll pop up. <laughs> if it's a non, if it's a non-local person, I can understand it a little bit better. Not that their profiles are not. I was like, when did Pendergast start working for NBC? Interesting. He's got a lot of things. I got a lot of things going on, but he's really got a lot of things going on now. Yeah, I was gonna say, when you talk about somebody <laughs> that does not need the extra check, and let me stay out that man's pockets. But, <laughs> but, 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 if somebody gonna get a job, an extra job uh, at NBC, you know. So I'll, I'll let your boy. Yeah, let me tell you what's going on here. So uh, Rocket owner Tillman Fertitta was apparently taken in Mardi Gras festivities over the weekend, and uh, he looked like he was enjoying himself. As you'll hear here in just a moment, he was sounding like he was enjoying himself. And uh, again, for some reason, KPRC Local 2 weatherman Frank Billingsley was interviewing him. <laughs> um, probably not for the weather report, but for something else. Take a listen. 
Okay, well, I know we're not going to talk business, so I'll just say, go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. We, we got, thank God we got 10 days off. Thanks so much. Pray for Victor. <laughs> yes, happy Mardi Gras. Thank God we got 10 days off, because I'm going to be blasted. Do you know what I love the most about that quote, though? Frank, Frank Billingsley. The weatherman, the meteorologist. I know some of them don't like being called the weatherman or weatherman. Sorry, Frank. The yeah. meteorologist. He's an Frank, institution. Didn't even ask a question. <laughs> like you would think a, a, a quote like that normally comes from somebody in our business doing this great job of asking a probing question. And it did not take that at the Mardi Gras with your man Tillman Fertitta. He just said, go Rockets. Yeah. And the response he got was, Thank God we got ten days off. Ben, what was what, what did what did Frank preface the uh, response by Tillman by? How did he say? Can you play that again? Okay, well, I know we're not going to talk business, so yeah. I'll just say, go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> we, we got. Thank God we got ten days off. Thanks so Pray much for Victor. <laughs> and he says thanks so much. We're not he says thanks so much as in goodbye. Oh, he was feeling. Doesn't good, ask a question at all. Says go Rockets. Says we ain't going to talk business. <laughs> <laughs> and my man Tillman proceeds to talk business by thanking God that we got the next 10 days off. Do you remember, do you remember the last time we did a show together? I said, you know what? I need to hear more from Tillman. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm fed up with Rafael Stone, their general manager. I don't need to hear. For, I need Tillman to step up and be more vocal and take charge. That wasn't necessarily <laughs> it. But, you know, I made note after I found this uh you know, audio video clip last night on Pendergast Twitter. There was something that didn't sit right with me about that Tillman soundbite right there. <laughs> and the whole pray for Victor thing, like he's all in, man. I, I know. And I want him to be all in on the tank. I want the Rockets to have that 14% chance to land Victor Wimbanyama. Okay. At number one, they need the number one. Yes. But what bothers me is that I also got the sense that he's still all in with Rafael Stone. Like, this is going to be his guy. He's letting him steer the ship. If it lands in the number one, then that only boosts the case for Rafael Stone. Like, there's no way out. And I, I, I don't know if I like that. In fact, I, I do know. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I want the Rockets to get a different GM. I want them to get an entirely different coaching staff after they get whoever they're going to get. If it's Scoot, if it's Victor, whoever it is, they need to move on. We are on the same page on this. We are in agreement. No pushback from here. The only thing I'll say that's a little bit different is if they do get Victor, a lot of sins will be forgiven for me. Like, they, like for me... Victor, even more so than Bryce Young. You know how passionately I feel about Bryce Young. I think we share that as well. Yes, yes. But with Victor, to me, he is the ultimate eraser and sort of franchise resetter. Whereas, just get that guy and then let's go from there. We can figure out Rafael Stone's future. Don't really feel great about it. Would like to see them move on and get a different general manager. Obviously, they're going to get a different head coach. Steven Silas's contract is up at the end of the year. There is no reason to re-up or give him a new contract. That's just simply not going to happen. Yeah. So so you can basically kiss him goodbye. Um, but the thing with Rafael, 
I'm with you there. Like I have not been necessarily impressed by him as a general manager. I, I would even go as far as to say I've been unimpressed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But you get Victor, and again, that is the that is the franchise resetter. That, yeah. that that to me is where the hope lies, and where you can start having a totally different conversation about the trajectory of this what franchise. What really sours it for me in with Rafael Stone are some things that I've heard over the course of the last. Well, really the whole season, but specifically the last month or so. And then the John Wall audio, you know, of him talking about the Rockets situation during his time here in Houston on that podcast uh, about a month or so ago. Yeah, that soured it. But just some things that I've heard about Rafael Stone and how he's overstepped his bounds as GM with the Rockets, with the job that Silas is supposed to be doing that maybe is not necessarily being allowed to do. I just don't like that. And if your owner is all in with that type of, you know, methodology, philosophy, whatever, how to run an organization, your business, then I, I, it just concerns me whether you have Victor or not. And I'll pivot to this because former rocket, Kenny Smith, who obviously is an analyst for TNT, um, does a, TNT, TBS. No, well, they're they're the same. Same, okay. Yeah, um, TNT, Turner, but, but Turner, yeah, yeah. Um, does a great job. Love the dude. I don't always agree with him, but I do think he's right here. I, however, I preface this by saying I don't know if he's thinking about it in the same way that I am. But I'll just go ahead and read you the quote. Uh, he said recently, "Young doesn't mean good. Young doesn't mean promising. Young is just young." I don't look at them talking about the Rockets and go, oh, wow, that's a young team that's promising and the talent is going to succeed. Right now, they're one of the worst teams in professional sports. What is making me say that they're moving in the right way? Yeah. I don't well, know. I don't yeah, know if specifically, he says, what is making me say? Like, like tell yeah. me what. What a- is making a- me answer me the question? And it's, it's a little difficult to do. And I don't know if he's looking at like just the talent or if he's looking at the entire organization. But I'm looking at the entire organization when I read that quote from Kenny Smith. That's kind of how I envision him, you know, making that statement is that he's looking at not just the roster of young talent, talented players, but who's coaching them, who's running the organization. You can be young and you can get even younger and more talented and get Victor or get Scoot Henderson. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What are you doing with them? Because the guy that you have put in charge to be the architect to give you this opportunity to land one of the two, Scoot or or Victor, is Rafael Stone. And I just think you have to do better. Regardless of the situation, we all know they're tanking on purpose again this year. When you're not allowing your coach to hold players accountable, to coach the roster that you assembled and to get the very best out of them. I just think you're, you're handicapping, you know, the organization you're preventing real growth opportunity for the players. And we've talked at length about this before B Scott. I think you and I kind of jive like with the mentality that you have to have as a coach, as a GM, when you're tanking when your organization is going in one direction um, down instead of up. And it's a slow build. It shouldn't have taken this long. And they've gone all in on this guy, Victor. And you got a 14% chance, man. That's one thing. 
if you get a 14% chance, there's 86% chance that you're not going to get this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got a texture here that says that the Rockets drafting from the 361 that they're drafting has been elite. <laughs> and so that, that, you know what? That's a Rockets fan right there. Because if you look at what they've got built right now, like Jalen Green has elite potential. Jabari Smith Jr., I think, has the potential to be a very excellent I would excellent say just their talent player. acquisition, whether it be draft or whatever the case may be, you know, if you're signing guys, their talent acquisition has been really good. Like, I, I don't necessarily, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I, well, but. I just, when you're, when you elite, hire a head, uh, not elite. You know no. what I mean? Like, no, 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 not elite. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that, elite strong. That, that's, that's saying elite at this point. Like, that is a. That is a that is a Rockets rose colored lens take. Yeah, to say I, that it's no, 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 because even the elite player, which will be Jalen Green, hasn't been consistent enough to to feel like, hey, that's that's elite. Like, no, that's but an elite you know pick, what? You know? Like, how's he being coached? What? Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. There is a really jacked up dynamic going on down at Toyota Center right now, and most people don't know about it. And yeah, to use the word elite, that's a little strong. But I get the idea. Like, they've been really freaking good with their talent acquisition, whether it be draft, free agency, yeah. whatever the case may be, swinging all these deals. And it seems like nobody's made more deals in the last three years than the Houston Rockets. They've probably been one of the most active teams, it seems like. Sure. Um, you know, via trade. Yeah. And the James Harden trade does look a lot better today than it did at the time. I will give them that much. I don't know about elite drafting necessarily, but, but that trade – that was, it seemed rightfully panned at the time, is one that looks good for them today. Sure. I mean, you know, we can, it's more than just semantics, but we can talk about, you know, Paolo or, you know, uh, Jabari Smith, you know. like well, they, I mean, they those. didn't have a shot at Paolo because uh, because they picked third and Paolo went first. Well, that's true. Yeah. They would have, they would have, they would have definitely. Going into the draft, though, Jabari was, yeah. you know, uh, I think number one, everybody's favorite, you know, to be the top guy selected. and. So how I kind of view the Rockets draft is like, man, they get really lucky for that guy to fall to them at, what was it, three? Yeah. It's possible that Tillman has not been ready to fully evaluate Raphael Stone until they actually are trying. Yeah. Because all they, all they are trying to do is accumulate the talent, and then they'll try to start winning. So they just haven't gotten that far in the process yet. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Let's get out to Larry in Stafford joins us this morning. Good morning, Larry. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, son. Uh, uh, B. Scott, you know, every, everything is good. I figured since I had a little time, I wanted to get in and chop it up with y'all real quick. What um, up, Larry? On your, on, on your Rockets take, um, I agree with you, man. It, it's it's an organizational thing that's going on over there because there's no question that they have some talent. But they're starting to remind me of the Sacramento Kings where they just keep accumulating all these dudes and they're not putting somebody over there that's going to get in their ass and coach them and make them start playing basketball the way we enjoy basketball. Because when you got Jabari Smith and Jalen Green and uh, KPJ and uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. and Sagoon and all of you should not be just, uh, you know, winning 13 and 14 games. Now, I understand the plan because if you want Victor, I get it. You want, you want that franchise. You want that marketability of that big man. But – as a diehard Houston sports fan, all the losing eventually takes a toll again on your fan base, which we've experienced with the Houston Texans. So the Rockets just got to figure out. I don't think Silas is going to be the coach that that's going to get them to the to the point where they start functioning like an NBA team on the court. He was brought in, I think, just to coach James Harden and Russ them, and then all that fell apart. So. 
now he's just playing the hand that he's dealt. But they're going to have to go out and get an experienced coach that coach these young dudes, man. They ain't going to call them kids because they're in the NBA. They're going to have to get out there and really coach these dudes up because then you got to be able to have some wins with that kind of talent. Let me go. Let me go to the next point. I've been hearing this narrative around the city of Houston that the Texans should don't, don't need to take a quarterback at number two. They don't need to. They could just they could get a quarterback later. I want everybody within the uh, uh, city limits to hear my voice when I say that is BS. And let me explain to you why. I don't want just a quarterback. I want the quarterback. Somebody that we can go to war with when we have to face Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and all these other boys. And the reason why it's so important for the Texans to take a quarterback at number two is this. I'm a big proponent of energy. Like, I, I like being around people that, you know, going to add some positivity or it's going to be some fun or it's going to keep me up high, right? If you're going to go out and get D'Amico Ryan to come over here and we are all just floating on clouds because we finally got a coach that we can believe in that maybe be able to get this thing to turn around. Why would you deflate those clouds by going out and get a Will Levis or a quarterback in the fifth round when we got Davis Mills over there that we took in the third round? Take your ass up there at number two and get beat uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and then just watch how this city just rally behind the quarterback because I've said this before, you cannot have a team that does not have a leader and quarterback and coach. Now we got the coach, get the damn quarterback. Fellas, it's baseball season two. And, Sean, you know we're going to talk about them strolls in a little bit in our hall. Man, uh, that was awesome as always. And I've heard Larry, you know, with his take, you know, about the quarterback. Like, hell yeah, you got to take a quarterback at number two. There's no convincing me otherwise. And, you know, I, I laid out the hypothetical to you earlier. There's a question. Just because we're trying to decipher how the Texans, you know, are approaching this. And it, it is an option until it's not, you know. Yeah. But if they firmly believe that that guy exists at two and they don't have to move up to number one to block somebody else or to prevent Chicago from doing that, yeah. whatever the case may be, I don't care. As long as they have a belief that their guy is at two, get them. Yeah. If they feel that guy's going to be there at one, to me, after enduring the crap that you have over the course of the last three years, not even just from a fan perspective, but from an organizational standpoint, you owe it to yourself to do whatever you have to do to undo what Lovey Smith did to you, to this yeah. organization, and winning that meaningless crap game, the last game of the season, and move your butt back up to number one and get that quarterback. If it's Bryce Young, you got to do it. If you think it's C.J. Stroud, you stand pat and take him. But you have to get that guy. I couldn't agree more with Larry. That's good stuff. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on that. If you'd like to weigh in, 713-572-4610. Call or text the trailer wheel and frame text line. That's next at Sports Radio 610. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Sports Radio 610 welcomes you back alongside Brandon Scott. I'm Sean Bajani in for Payne and Pendergast this morning. Appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to be a part of the show, hit us up, 713-572-4610. You can call or text the trailer wheel and frame text line. Larry and Stafford just hit us up last segment. Always enjoy it when he calls and just kind of reinvigorated me, you know, with his passion for what the Texans need to do, in his opinion, with the number two overall pick. And that is absolutely get yourself a quarterback. And that's something that we've been talking about all morning, B. Scott, you know, with operating under the presumption that they do, in fact, get that quarterback at number two or just whatever with their first pick in the first round. If it's trading up, whatever the case may be, they got a quarterback. What about number 12? And we've kind of gone over some of the top defensive linemen, top wide receivers that um, should be of interest to the Houston Texans. What people maybe aren't thinking so much about is adding to the secondary for the second straight year in the first round, obviously picking Derek Stingley uh, last year in the first round after a uh, injury-laden final season at LSU. Do they do that <laughs> again this year? Do they look secondary in the first round? We have, there's a couple of names that, you know, I think it was Jonathan Alexander um, highlighted in a recent piece in the Chronicle, and one of them was cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. And another corner was Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois as two guys that he believes the Texans should consider at number 12 overall. Where do you sit with this idea that you go secondary in the first round again? I would be shocked that they did it to go back-to-back years using a premium pick on a cornerback, I'd be shocked if they did it. And I would be even more shocked if once they did do it, there wasn't like a collective gasp, a mutiny, a, 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 (laughs) like like just, I cannot imagine what this fan base would look like. If you, with that 12th pick or with that second, second round or first round pick that you would go with another cornerback, considering that you've used the number three overall pick on Derek Stingley and that you spent, okay money on what turned out to be one of your better defensive players last year in Steven Nelson. And you've only got him for another year uh, coming up. This, this coming season is the last season on his contract. So by 2024, you would need to, you know, presumably have uh, somebody else, but here's the thing more than anything, the secondary, 
outside the tackle positions, right? We would let's concede that the tackle positions is probably the strength of the team, like the the strongest overall part of the team. Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard as your tackles, but outside of that, to me, their secondary was the strongest part of the team. Like that, if there is an area where I would say well, they the need, statistics prove that out. I mean, that, yeah. that is the case. Yeah, if they fairly easily where they need the least amount of work mm-hmm. would be. In the secondary. Now, I also don't feel like they should just focus on positions of need because they need so much that they should go out and get the best players available at 12. And if they determine that that is a cornerback at 12, depending on how everything shakes out and who's available at that spot, if they determine that that's what it is, I guess I could understand it. But in terms of using premium picks on premium positions, I feel like you did that already last year, did a good enough job with it in free agency to pair with the guys that you drafted that you should be looking at, you know, defense, pass rusher and weapon. And for me, it's mainly weapon. And I'm not necessarily particular on wide receiver, uh, tight end. I'm a big B. John Robinson guy, but I just need a weapon. I need a guy that you can get a ball to. And that's somebody that's going to be one of those explosive playmakers that, that, D'Amico Ryans has been talking about in let his me, media availability. Let me ask you a question. Uh, the new league year starts uh, March 15th, Correct. start of free agency. How much easier will it be, you know, between March 15th and April 27th, which is when the NFL draft starts? The Bears are on the clock, mm-hmm. April 27th. So you've got like a month and change from the time the new league year starts to the first pick of the NFL draft. How much can the Texans or will the Texans, you think, get accomplished in free agency? And look, there's a lot that that's kind of a convoluted question because, look, they've got the fifth most money to spend, roughly $40 million um, in cap space this year. But some of that's going to be used for re-signing, not re-signing, but extending Laramie Tunsil, maybe even working a new deal with Titus Howard, keeping some of the guys that maybe we're familiar with. But what kind of deals, free agent-wise, can the Texans address, or do you anticipate them addressing before the draft that might make it a little bit easier to kind of paint the picture on what the Texans could be thinking with that 12th pick in the first round and maybe even beyond in the draft. Yeah, I'm get, so in theory here, I'm guessing either defensive line, interior defensive line and safety, the, mm-hmm. the, the other safety spot uh, opposite of Jalen Petrie, like if I had to say. And, and then obviously... So you would say, you would mark those two positions like his priority. What about center? Yeah, well, well and, and center is somewhere where I think they could look at in the draft because they need a center. And I'm not sure, like free agent offensive linemen, you know, like... If, if they're worth their salt, normally those guys stay with their teams. So I'm much more, when I'm talking about just what the market and supply and demand looks like, I'm much more kind of looking at it like, hey, can you go find a center in the draft? They absolutely need a center, and I'm not picky about how they find it, whether it's through free agency or through the draft. And, and that's a good point that you mentioned. Maybe maybe center is something that they prioritize. Well, the, But the last time they brought in a free agent center, it was an old guy who was washed and then didn't give him anything yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, but that was, you know, he had some personal no, issues. Yeah, no, I, too, I, I get you know, it. That I went get along it. with I that. Mean, but the reason why I ask is I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, Brindle is the 49ers uh, starting center, I believe, is a free agent. The 49ers have been kind of you know, depleted from a staff standpoint, thanks to the hiring of D'Amico Ryans. You yep. know, he's taken a number of guys from Frisco and brought them here to Houston. 
And to your point, what you just said is, you know, typically when you have free agent offensive linemen, they wind up staying with their their team. But when a team has gone under so much change from a coaching standpoint and they're, is it going to be Purdy? Is it going to be, you know, uh, Trey Lance? Is it going to be Garoppolo? Like what, what's their situation looking like at quarterback? It's going to be Trey Lance. You know, they're going to give Trey Lance every chance to fail. But if you're, if you're Brendel, you know, and he's probably the best center on the market, potentially, you know, this off season, do the Houston Texans consider him? Like, if you're going to basically be bringing Kyle Shanahan, a Shanahan playbook here under Slowick, who's going to put his you know stamp on things, wouldn't you want to bring a guy in that's already familiar with the system? Like that is one of the most important positions, you know, on the team, really, especially when you're bringing this system in here. Somebody that's familiar with it already, and maybe going to be charged with helping a young rookie quarterback learn it. Yeah. Um, that's just, that was just kind of my thinking. Yeah, no, there's something to that. There's, um, there's definitely something to that. And, and not just that, his familiarity with the system, but remember, the coach's familiarity with him. So, sure, yeah. So, it's, point, you know, yeah. it's Nick Casario, and ultimately the McNair's writing the checks, but it's Nick Casario who's deciding what, how much money to allocate for what and where, and he's going to have direct knowledge and intel on a player like that with D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Sloak, and, hell, it looks like they done brought it. Every single assistant, uh, uh, marginal assistant yeah. that the 49ers had, it seems to be Even joining the damn the chief of staff. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Everybody. So, so like it. they should have plenty of information and intel on that guy. But I just look at, like, I look at the Super Bowl and these guys that have been with the team what seemingly forever and, and guys that, or not just forever, Creed Humphrey is a, is a young player. But the value of the center play, it, it Never has it been in more full focus for me how badly the Texans need a center than watching the Eagles and Chiefs match up in the Super Bowl and the fact that they have oh, yeah, good point. elite centers in yeah. Creed Humphrey and Jason Kelsey. And to me, it's like, I don't know if they're going to find that type of guy in free agency. I'd, much, I'd feel much more comfortable. I'll say it like this. I feel much more comfortable with them scouting that guy and drafting that guy in this draft process as opposed to going to go get somebody in free agency. Yeah. Sure, sure they could. Absolutely they could. But it seems like a better pursuit to try to find it in the draft. Yeah. And, and that's where we are in the stage of the rebuild yeah, it's anyway. It's, it's drafting your your cornerstone players. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to see where you were putting like the level of importance, you know, because your first your your first two guys that you were positions rather that you mentioned, you know, was uh another safety and would you say defensive lineman. Yeah. Right? So you would put center up there certainly your top 3, top 5 positional um, uh, in positional groups of importance going into the draft. What else? I mean, what's your what is your top oh. five? There's three right there. You oh. got safety, you got D line, you got offensive line. Not to be dismissive of the question, Sean, but this is where we are, man. Outside the tackles, it's everywhere. I mean, man. anything, right? Like best, yeah. player other available than, other than tackle position. and cornerback. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I'd put tackle and cornerback at the bottom. Yeah. And, and just do an inverted pyramid and start from there. But see, it kind of goes back to my question. You know, it's like how much can the Texans get accomplished between March 15th and April 27th and free agent wise that might make that a little bit easier to decipher on what they could be yeah. doing with, yeah. you know, picks within the first three rounds, presumably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And that's kind of like where I'm at. I, I need it to be simplified because. I was listening to John Harris on Texans radio. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. And he did this experiment, this exercise rather, you know, this mock draft of his. And I think 
it was something crazy. Like within the first 10 picks of the draft, he had concocted like five or six different trade scenarios where if you're looking at a, at, at the Texans draft placement, every, every other team within the top 10, they're all different. No, nothing makes sense anymore. It's all jumbled about. And every single one of them that I was listening to him go through, it was like, it made sense. <laughs> yeah. This no, well, and that's what like, I was going to say. When you said them, like there are at least five different trade scenarios that you can, at least. Yeah. And uh, it's all uh, centered around the quarterback. hundred percent. Really? <laughs> that's it. That muddies the waters every single time. 713-572-4610. If you'd like to be a part of the show, final segment, you can hit us up uh, on the phones or give us a text on the trailer wheel and frame text line. Sean Bajani, B. Scott in for Payne and Pendergast. Uh, we'll visit with the boys from In the Loop coming up next at Sports Radio 610. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Welcome back, Sports Radio 610. Alongside Brandon Scott, Sean Bajani with you. The boys from In The Loop will join us here momentarily. Landry Locker, John Lopez, they've got you from 10 until 2 every day right here on Sports Radio 610. So talking a lot of Texan football NFL draft this morning and um, got a text right now. Who do you think, who do, who do you draft if Laramie Tunsil is traded? And then the same texter followed that up in all caps. Tunsil will be traded just a few minutes ago. If you'd like to hit us up, 713-572-4610. Your first reaction to that was like, well, why would they do that? Yeah. And my only retort to that would be like, well, is it the Texans don't want to pay him like record money for a left tackle. I mean, that would be the reasoning obviously other things like 
talks break down, sour, it gets kind of ugly, but... Yeah, but they're not cheapskates. They're not cheapskates. They, they, they will pay for... for you know, they'll pay for a not-so-quality player. We've seen that happen before. But they'll certainly play for a player that is as proven as Laramie Tunsil has been over the last couple of years, last few years. Hell, his whole time here in Houston, say for last year, or when I say last year, I mean 2021. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he only uh, played the first five games or whatever it was and then had the injury. I mean, I, so my thought with Tunsil was that if they were going to trade him, they would have done it already. Like the time to trade Tunsil seems to have – really have come and gone, unless, again, to the point that you made, unless they just don't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I mean, he's gone out there and proven his worth. With I feel like you already kind of understood what his value was. He's he's So he's reaffirmed that. He's shown a commitment to the organization and the franchise. So there's not like the same conversation that we were having last year about is Laramie Tunsil all in and all of that. Like he seems like he wants to be here and performed well. So I, I wouldn't really understand why they would do that, like, you know, the likelihood of you finding a guy that's as good as that, re- replacing him with somebody as good as that. Don't forget all of the, what they went through and went out of their way to do to try to get a left tackle to begin with. The year that they got Laramie Tunsil, these guys literally went out and signed one, drafted one, then traded for one. People forget that. But yeah. in 2019, they signed McAleel, drafted Titus Howard, who was a left tackle, and traded, like, their the whole like God. world to go yeah. get Larry Matt Khalil. I forgot about Matt. Khalil. Yeah, they they did all of that in one <laughs> summer just because they were so desperate to find a solution there. And then you're going to trade him now for what is? Here's the thing: they got draft picks, kind of similar to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. The Texans and Rockets both got draft picks. They need players now. They need to bring it all together. There's no there's no real reason to trade Tunsil again unless contract negotiations break down and you realize there's no future there. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I agree you, with you, you though. The time out. has kind of passed. If you were going to do it, you would have done it already. I mean, that and, and I thought they would have pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the same as Brandon cooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could have dealt him ahead of the November 1st uh, trade deadline this season, but he's still, you know, very well could be a part to a deal, maybe even on draft day. You know, yep. if it's 27th, 28th, one of the days of the NFL draft where if you need to move up, if it's back into the top 10 of the first round, you package him in a deal and you have to give up the lesser picks. But uh, it's going to be an interesting follow. Uh, John Lopez in with us. They're coming up with uh, In the Loop with Landry Locker here just momentarily. J-Lo, how's it going, my man? It is going fantastic. Uh, good to see you guys uh, in here doing your deal, man. Yeah, man. How, how, did, you, how did you consume sports this weekend? Because it was a lot of different moving parts different things going on, golf, basketball, pro, college, XFL. Daytona 500. Are you a race race car guy? You don't seem like a race car guy. I am. I'm a casual. I watch about three or four for sure every year. Definitely watch the the Daytona 500. I'm a Kyle Busch guy, so he uh, he got screwed out of that overtime (laughs) thing. Otherwise, he would have went. And it's funny, B. Scott, that you asked that Mm -hmm. because we have put together – the five categories of sports fans after football season. Oh, this is great because I want to see where. Oh, I can't wait to hear y'all do this segment because yeah. I want to see where I fall in line. Okay, because I, well, I think I know, but I want to see how y'all. Let me give you the categories that I put together. Uh, Landry is going to uh, obviously have his thoughts on this. There's the hipster. Okay. And then we'll dig in, but I'm going to give you the categories. Okay. The too cool for school guys. 
those are the ones that <clears throat> excuse me. Those are the ones that say, "Oh, it's not football, nothing matters." Blah 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 blah. They don't they don't acknowledge yeah. okay. you know anything other than football. So I'm definitely not that guy. The suddenly an expert guy, <laughs> like all of a sudden football's over. And it's like, well, let me tell you about NASCAR. You know, <laughs> that guy. The act like you care fan on social media. That's the fourth category. That's the guy that, because everybody's talking about, uh, let's say, the Genesis Open in golf or, okay. or NASCAR or the XFL. They're like, yeah. well, they, they, they give you all the ins and outs of those sports. Yeah. Like, uh, they're suddenly an the, expert. The FOMO guy, basically. And then there's one that bothers me a lot because it doesn't have to be this way. The self-proclaimed... Well, when does baseball season start? Oh my God! Uh, the There's Astros a lot of those guys. Self-proclaimed. Uh, well, I can't wait for baseball season. Astros, uh, like, okay, you're an Astros <laughs> fan. Okay, we get it. We get Nobody's it. a bigger Astros fan than Sean Bajani, right? But he's not like, well, is it baseball season yet? Uh, well, the Astros. None of this other stuff matters. It's, there's only one team in Houston that matters. Those annoying ass people that you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, though, John Lopez. Yeah. They have been. I won't say uh, loud, but they have been present ever since the baseball season ended. Like yes. before oh, the yeah. damn parade, they're tweeting John. out. They're tweeting yes. out the uh, hey, only one hundred and thirty-four yeah. more days yeah. till opening. Yeah, so, exactly. so I've, I've been lost my patience. <laughs> Whenever y'all get to that category, I've been lost my yeah. patience with them. So are you hipster? Too cool for school? Suddenly an expert? Act like you care? What, or or what's baseball? the description for hipster? What is yeah, that? I feel like that might be me. I'm 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 that one. And and we'll get we'll dig into it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. in the whole cat in the whole segment. None of the others sounded like me, so without the description, I'd probably fall into hipster. I, I'm the hipster because I do. I, we don't talk about it a lot because it's not you know what yeah. we do here necessarily. But I do watch NASCAR probably like I said about three or four, four or five races a year that I'm really into. I'm a big soccer guy, as, yeah. as you as yeah, you know, guys yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and I watch golf all the time. Yeah, I, watch, I, I always watch golf. I, I treat NASCAR. <laughs> I'll just say car racing. Period. Like mm -hmm. I do tennis you know mm -hmm. if wimbledon's i'm there for wimbledon i'm gonna yeah. watch the majors yeah. you know golf tournament i can watch any golf tournament whatever but mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch the majors but you know for race car i'm gonna watch a daytona 500 i'm gonna watch indy i'm gonna watch you know those those bigger ones mm -hmm. and not that i particularly like have that fomo mm -hmm. but my father-in-law is like a massive race car fan okay and so it's just kind of like by default, like yeah. he's around. It's so did you on. watch some of the Daytona 500? I did because it took so damn long. Yeah, the overtime. <laughs> I got cool, in the car. It's not fair. I was at another job yesterday. I got in the car and they said, "Oh, we're going to overtime." Yeah, yeah. Forty-five minutes later, I get home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. It's still, finally like, two over. Lap, two laps left. Yeah. I got to see the it's best part. Maybe finally over. So, so this is a separate category because you didn't list it. But the <laughs> sports fan that I feel like I fall into mm -hmm. myself. And I was this more so before I got into this business. Now, you know, I'm I'm trying to consume as much as I possibly can. Yeah. But just standalone sports fan, not on sports radio, I'm the in-season guy. So, like, once the off-season hits, I don't care if it's football, yeah, you're basketball, or baseball. It's like, hit me with the updates, yeah. but I don't have to be inundated with anybody's yeah. off-season. You're, you're definitely not the Astros guy and yeah. girl. Seems like a lot yeah. of women... Uh, are that Astros fan. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. But you know, uh, we were just talking. Astros, it feels like two weeks ago they just won the World Series. Yeah. But there was so much going on with the Astros this offseason, the GM search, and, you know, seeing so much of Bagwell and asking questions like, what's going to be his role, signing Jose Abreu, and 
Um, you know, what's going on with Maldonado? There was so much to talk about. Like, it just kind of carried us through. It was a nice little transition back into the season. Yeah, and it, and it was also, like, in the background of – because the biggest story for the Astros in the offseason was the GM situation. Yeah. Like, go read about any of the all-encompassing MLB articles that you can find and, like – What's the biggest offseason priority yeah. for such and such team? Yeah. And for every team, it was like, so-and-so needs to add to their rotation mm-hmm. and bullpen help and a catcher and a whatever. And for the Astros, it was always, what are they going to do with the GM and, thing? And, <laughs> and I think Landry yeah. falls into one of these categories. We'll see if he agrees. Also, um, the most important position in the division, really fascinating stuff uh, from uh, Landry as well as uh, the brutal honesty of this weekend, and we will explain. Awesome. Looking forward to it. That's John Lopez, Landry Locker. They've got you coming up with In the Loop for Brandon Scott, Sean Bajani, in for Payne and Pendergast. They'll be back tomorrow morning, everybody. It was a lot of fun. Have a great rest of your day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 